Hey everyone, Jan here in editor mode. Just a quick note before we begin. I somehow managed to mix up the intros for episode 3 and 4. I don't know how that happened. So that's why this one might sound a little bit weird, because it's for the previous episode. Enjoy! Uh, Patsy? Hmm. Hello everyone, my body is a cage formed by my bad choices. Um, lovely to be here. Uh, also, that does remind me... Um, once we're playing, mm-hmm. uh, if you have food in your hands or in your mouth, you are not allowed to speak. Nom, 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 nom. No. Or be near the microphone. Oh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was the, the latter. Do we speak a lot with food in our... Yes. <laughs> you, you, do. You, you do, yes. I do. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, I do. <laughs> yeah. Jesus it's, fuck. You want to hear the recordings. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <sighs> you can hear Mike chewing in the background, but you chew and talk at the same time. And that means that I can't cut that out. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's hilarious, though. Not me, though, right? I have dainty ladylike manners. I I was picking up your chewing on Patsy's (laughs) mic one time. And it wasn't like loud chewing. It was just like... I was like, where the fuck is that? And I spent like 15 minutes like (laughs) muting all the channels going, what? Where is this coming from? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Tales of Podcast, and I am Fabio. I am your handler for this evening. Well, maybe you're listening to this in the morning, or midday, or midnight. We don't know. That is the beauty of the medium. We are playing Delta Green tonight, or uh, we're not getting into that again. We're playing Delta Green, and we're playing an adventure called Visid, and... This is the third time that we've played it. <laughs> is that pronounced like biscuit? <laughs> Visid. No, Viscid. I mean, it might be. I don't you know. can say Viscid if you want, but it's it, then biscuit. It, you'd be wrong. Biscuit. Are you going to Viscuit for you're, a biscuit? You're, think, you're <laughs> thinking of viscous. Oh, yeah. yeah. A word to which it is related. It is we just related. don't know how it's said. It might be different. Yeah. It might be the same. Anyway, this, this, right com- this conversation has been going on for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, joining me as our agents of M cell plus an agent from a different cell are from the Jan. G unit. Now your name types up on the on the bottom of the screen. Um, you see uh, Selena Goodwill, <laughs> Selena Goodwill in a seventies cat suit. Yes. Um, not back to back with someone with an umbrella, but with lots of cats all around her ankles. Hi, I'm Jen, and I'll be playing Selena. Goodwill, Agent Manaline, um, expert, human behaviorist, animal, <laughs> amateur, <laughs> amateur animal behaviorist, Catwoman to the stars. And thank you again to last week's uh, surprise guest star, Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> Was here in Berlin. 
Oh. Quite oh, yeah. recently, I think. Mm. That's yeah. that feels like that something inside my brain tickled when those two words came together. <laughs> I think it was a memory. It's called getting an erection. <laughs> Way. In my brain. Uh, brain erection. It's a bit yeah. too viscid for uh, me. Okay, we've already introduced John, so let's introduce someone that. else. How about Patsy? Okay, uh, Agent Garrett turns, uh, raises his eyebrows wryly, lifts a cup of coffee, and then freeze frame as his name appears beneath him in yellow writing. And starring Agent Garrett, 25-year uh, veteran of Delta Green, and now past it. Playing him will be Patsy. What is it written on his mug? Oh, uh, world's... Worst dad, brother. <laughs> like a m- miserable husk of a man. World's most unavailable dad. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I ever had any children. Emotionally unavailable until I've had my coffee. <laughs> Talking about emotionally unavailable, Mike is here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm Mike and I am playing Super Mario from Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Show. Good evening. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, All of your points are in the jump skills. <laughs> yeah. Shall I do that again? You can if you want. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, that worked better. Yep. <laughs> my name. And this will help the edit. My name is Michael, and I am playing. Do- Dr. Lucas Boshiers. not a doctor. Do- agent, <laughs> Special Agent Lucas Boshiers of the Federal Bureau of BIs. Hello, my name is Mike. Okay, everyone stop laughing and let him do a clean one. Hello, my name is Michael. I'm playing. Special Agent Lucas Boshiers of the Federal Bureau of Investigations. ASMR expert. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> 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 from my lips, from my fleshy pillows to your ear holes. <laughs> no. We'll use one of the other. No, just Frankenstein all of them together. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And I'm not following that. We never called you Chuck. Can we call you yeah, Chuck? You can call me Chuck. I don't mind. Uh, Chuck. Chuck. Cool. I like Chuck. Chuck E. B's. Chucky. Yeah, I like Chucky. Uh, I am Chucky, and I am playing uh, Eric Paraz, uh, also known as Agent Michaels. Still, no fires to be put out for Eric Paraz. Well, we don't know because we're. This is the intro to episode three, but we haven't played episode uh, two yet. Technically, there was a fire, and you completely missed it. You yes, have to read about I, it in the newspaper. I know like an idiot. it's embarrassing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think I, I've solved this case, guys. I think I figured it out. Um, you said there's containers with written bounce on it, and it's a little viscous material that's oh, just. Oh God! Ha- Are you making a flubber? flubber. I already made that last session. I, I, I already edited the Flubber reference out oh, of episode one. Oh, come on, Fabio. <laughs> oh, fuck. Nice one. I thought it was so good. Well, I also edited out, the bit, edited out the bit where uh, we confused which Washington we were in. Yeah, that was probably from <laughs> no, one, no one came out looking good from that one. <laughs> no, that's why I kept my mouth shut. We're in Washington State, right? We're in Washington State now. Yes. Where, where were we before? We were in New York. 
Why did you say now like that? Like we used to be in Washington, Because at some point we all flew to the wrong Washington. At some point you all thought that you were driving to Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, fuck it. I love the idea of an evil flubber, you know, and Robin Williams has been killed by his <laughs> bouncing creation. I also just love the idea of five, five Europeans sitting Williams. here knowing nothing about American geography. Yeah, I think the majority of our listeners now are American. So. Really? I never leave Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think our listeners might be bots. All right, let's play fucking Delta Green. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the morgue now. Agent Madeline and Agent Garrett and the illegal autopsy of Amanda Griffin. Cool. Okay. Gloves and masks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't hear any alarm going off. Sorry, and the Sorry building, Morgan. The building is entirely silent. You make your way past Dr. Lewis Stubbs' office and into the morgue. It's dark. Do you turn on the light in here or just you just using torches? Well, I was just, before I get to that, I was just thinking, do we want to perform the autopsy here or take it with us and get out fast? Don't really have a better place. But I mean, and I guess it's equally noticeable whether a body is missing or whether a body has had an unauthorized autopsy done on it. But it should be a while before anyone checks on it, Exactly. Right? is a definitely a discussion we've had before getting to this yes. point. You mentioned I, the green box. If we set up like a temp place in the green box, we can set it up with like dark. Yeah. Dark I mean, is, would that be a thing? Like green boxes are mostly for storage, right? But can we use it? As I a think I told you there's this green box in Seattle. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Is, would that be remotely practical? Like, could we set it up as a little operation room given what I know of green boxes? Green boxes can be a locker. They can be a storage unit. It, it could be like, so it could be something you can just fit a rucksack into. It could be something you could live in. Right. What We're you're doing saying is we don't know what Because you didn't go is. to look. Yeah, I've not visited mm-hmm. it. So yeah. I say, fuck it, we'll do it live. We're doing mm-hmm. it right here. Okay. Um, there's no windows on the first floor. There's not. So nobody will know if I turn the light on exactly. in here. Um, but I'm going to replace the bulb with one of the infrared uh, with the infrared bulb that I brought mm-hmm. what does that do it's like the the red lights that you have in a dark room okay let's, let's say there's like a there's a lamp to the side there's a desk lamp that you can replace the bulb on because above the uh, tables in the morgue it's like strip lighting oh, okay yeah, yeah. then uh, yeah I put it into a little side lamp because I don't know what degree of light is going to affect um, the body. That, that's true. I have a sort of scrolled, it doesn't like the light, like some sort of horror game environmental storytelling. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, open up the, I open up the thingy. Yeah, you find, um, you find the drawer with the corpse of Amanda Griffin in it and slide it out. Her corpse is in there. It's not quite deep freeze, but it's cold. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some work to perform this autopsy unless you're going to hang around for her to tall, which presumably you're not. Mm. Um, so yeah, you've got your hands full here. Mm-hmm. If we need someone to help with some bone sawing, I'm right here. Otherwise, I've got my gun out and I'm glaring at the corpse and at the one entrance to the room mm-hmm. alternately. Garrett helps you um, maneuver the corpse onto a slab and you gather implements and uh, expose the flesh of the corpse. What does the body look like? The body looks like the almost frozen corpse of an African-American woman who has 
there's been there's some damage to her face and neck and there is the uh, the same as you saw in the photographs that Lewis Stubbs showed you the body really hasn't changed at all since then um, you can still see that there's the blue crystalline build up around around the wound that's on her neck mm-hmm. well, I want to take a sample of the crystalline stuff around her neck cool okay what are you wearing uh, I put on like gloves and I said about the biohazard stuff. So you brought the biohazard stuff with you in here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you're in biohazard. Are you in biohazard? Uh, no, I figure I'm just not approaching the body. Right. But, okay. you, but you said that you're wearing a mask. Yeah, but like a mask so that like my face isn't recognized rather than like a, oh. a COVID mask or whatever. So. I, I thought you meant like medical stuff. Okay, so you're over away from it, over by the yeah, door. Yeah, I'd be perhaps. by the door, yeah. Cool. Okay. And you've got a gun? Absolutely. Okay. Oh no! Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I take sample. Yeah. Um, I put it. I've it's got quite difficult to scrape off, but yeah, it, it, it breaks away eventually if you really hack at it with a scalpel. Mm-hmm. And I'm sealing them into like a light type uh, box mm-hmm. uh, that I brought with me. Uh, and then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack that sternum. Ah, I just remembered one thing I wanted to do before I get uh, elbows deep in that chest. That sounds weirdly sexual, and I don't know why. In that chest, yo. Um, I wanted to find the hand and the foot of uh, Greaves and pack the, I'm taking those. Okay, sure. Let's mm-hmm. say that you've packed them into a, mm-hmm. a sample bag. So you make the Y incision and you begin to crack the sternum. Can you give me a biology roll? I thought that was 99 then. It's 96, which sucks because my science is 60. My biology is 60. Ooh, okay. All right. Ah, oh, my rolls suck today. Okay. Um, you make the incision and you crack the sternum and you pull back the rib cage. Inside of Amanda Griffin's body, it seems many of her organs have turned blue and seem to have sprouted additional organs from themselves because the body was so cold um, it's it's hard to move things aside you really have to get in there to 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 to, to move organs out of the way to to look at anything so what you do so what you're basically saying is like where where her heart is there's like like a stem coming off and it's growing another heart? Yes. Uh, not just a heart, though. There's what looks like a hand. Very, very small hand in like a fist. Yeah, good luck with that sanity check. I absolutely knew it. It's some kind of cloning process. Cloning smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> How did you hear about Project Gargamel? Uh, do you continue the autopsy? Uh, I want to take one of those little hands coming out of the heart and take, and like just, okay, and get, and, and, oh fuck. <laughs> How so, do I do initiative again? Uh, just tell me your dexterity. Twelve. Uh, uh, mine's fourteen. I hate to say it, but you're watching the door, my friend. Mm. Although I, I feel like I'm talking out loud and telling I, Garrett what I'm seeing. I mean, I feel like I'm keeping an eye on you, like, from the door. Mm. Like, I'm not just sort of staring at it like I'm in the naughty corner. <laughs> uh, you said you were 12? Yeah. And you were 14. Is this when Selena dies? 
Because I'm, I'm, I'm close to my breaking point. Yeah, but you're also wearing protective gear, which I'm not. Mm. Okay, so you, you're rooting around in inside of uh, Amanda Griffin's chest, and you reach for this tiny hand, and it grabs your finger. No! And it clamps like a vice-like grip. I do not like children. That's why Give I have kids. Give me a sanity check. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, this is what's leading us crazy. What's my... It's going to be under my breaking point, right? Yep. Under your current sanity. Under my current. Is that 70? No, it's 7. Uh, 17. No, no? Yeah, it's just 7. This is 7. Ooh. You passed. I passed. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bam-bam you. You manage to keep your shit together uh-huh. for a moment because the next thing that happens is the clamp in her chest snaps in two as the rib cage clamps on your arm. <gasps> oh shit. Because of four. I was, I was gonna say step away from the body agent, but too late for that. You're getting the thinged. Oh. It got a crit success. Fuck. <laughs> oh no. Sorry about that. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is where Selena dies. It it clamps on your arms, and you feel your arms. Well, I don't let. I don't know if they break. Let's see what the damage is. Um, crit. So I think I think we're gonna have to break one of your arms. I think your left arm. You feel it snap. And as long as just, I keep my arm, I'm happy. You just manage to twist your right arm out of the chest cavity. Mm. Your left arm is still stuck in there right now. And as you look on in horror, trying to figure out what the fuck has happened, Amanda Griffin sits up on the slab and her other arm, with her other arm, she reaches back and fucking just wallops you in the fucking face. You feel, luckily, your arm comes free from the corpse as you are thrown backwards into the wall, probably hitting a, a, a slab on the way. Mm. Um, let's say, what kind of damage are we going to give you for this? I have eight hit points. Um, I'm going to say we'll use falling damage. First of all, she... Why don't you roll this? Roll me a d4 first for the slap. That's three. Three. And then roll me a d6 as you are thrown across the room. Does it say, is critical damage separate from damage? Normal damage? So one. Uh, crit would mean full damage, but I just gave the crit to break the arm rather than kill Madeline in one go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one. You are... Uh, what percentage of your max health is this? Well, it, my max is eight. Your max is eight and you just took four damage now. So that's half. Yeah, so give me a con roll. We're going to see how Garrett responds. Kill them all. Ooh, the building down. That's a 58 on a 55. And you see as Agent Madeline's limp body slumps down to the floor Shit. in the corner of the room. Uh, the other body, on the other hand, not limp? No, very much not limp. I'm very much moving toward you. Uh, at just one point, I would have told you very clearly about the UV torch in my bag. Interesting. Uh, well, right now I'm shooting into the head with my gun, but mm-hmm. I will maybe think about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a roll. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, oh, wait, that's 83 out of 85. Ooh. There we go. Yeah, roll for damage. Uh, okay, I think it's a d10 for most handguns. Uh, three. 
Uh, think a semi-auto gets two shots around, or is that not a Delta Green thing? That's not Delta Green, no. Fair enough. Uh, that's three. That's three. Three I'm, points of damage. I'm blasting. Um, yeah, it, it takes Griffin in the chest. You see a big fucking hole appear in her chest. Um, and she continues... Where are you standing in relation to the door? Um, like, on the inside side of the door, so right now I guess I'd be blocking the closed door. Yeah, she's running right towards you, and she now, unless you move, barrels right into you. Uh, you've taken a shot, so you can't fight back. So, yeah, you're going to take the full brunt of this. Thank you. <laughs> oh, she was just doing donuts outside. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, and she takes a swing at you with with her arm again this time you see that the arm which previously was a normally human arm which slapped Madeline across the room uh, you now see that the hand has grown at twice the size and the the forearm uh, has sprouted another hand and she swings this at you Garrett somehow has the foresight to duck underneath this and roll away as she barrels through the door Mm. and out of the morgue as you turn around you see that the exit wound on the back of her shoulder from your gunshot is already starting to heal up and as you watch it heal you see two sets of eyes grow out of it and watch you as it turns the corner and runs down the hallway what do you want to do now? Fuck, that's the third one on the loose. <laughs> okay, uh... I'm so how happy. How far away is Madeline's bag? Like, would it just be been by your feet? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna chase this thing. I'm gonna see if I can get the UV torch out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're on your own. Enjoy. I'll be back for you later. Uh, am I, am I, like, knocked out? You're unconscious, All yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see if I can give chase. I don't know how, like, clumsy or fast it is, but I'm going to... You run from Adeline's bag, you grab the torch, you check that it works, and you run to the door, and by the time you get out there, you realize that this thing is faster than you expected, because the door that you had come in and had left ajar has now been smashed outwards, and there is no sign of Amanda Griffin. Uh, sag briefly against the wall, um... Bushies has a car. Give me an alertness roll. Uh, that's a nine. Outside on the... You think it's coming from the the street out back? You hear the beeping of a car horn and a screech of tires and then a crash as a car seems to have crashed somewhere outside. Okay, I'm going to start texting or calling, I guess, uh, Boshears as I head back towards Selena. Okay. Um, you run back and Selena is kind of groggily starting to come around. She doesn't know what's going on. She looks like she's been badly hurt. Uh, okay, I don't want to be stuck here. I pick her up. Uh, I say, don't worry, we're getting out of here. Everything's going to be fine. Mm. And I start hustling out of there. Okay, give me a... Let's give me an athletics check. Okay. That's a seven. Seven, excellent. Um, you pick her up. She's pretty small. Oh, she's, I think we said she's like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but... So, for Garrett, she's pretty small. Oh, yeah, She weighs enough. nothing. Yeah. Uh, you grab her back. Give me a, a, give me another alertness to make sure that you pick up all her stuff. Uh, yeah, that's a 93. I got other things on my mind. All right. Okay. 
No! No! Got all of my stuff. I did, didn't leave any of my stuff scattered around the place like some sort of amateur. You throw, her, you throw Age of Madeline over your shoulder and you get the fuck out of there. Um, if you retrace your steps the way you got in, you see that Griffin kind of went out the same way because mm. there's the, the, the fence has just been ripped down. Across the street behind the medical center, a car has crashed. It's completely crumpled into a into a wall. You can see that there is a person slumped over the steering wheel. The um, airbag has, has uh, engaged for them, but they appear to be unconscious, or at least they're not moving in the brief moment that you see them. There's no sign of Griffin. Okay, um, I put Madeline down in like, I don't know, a flower bed or something like, uh, and I'm gonna get Bush ears on speakerphone while I am attempting first aid on her. Okay, give me a first aid roll. Okay, what have I done in this? That's a 40. Oh, 26. No, that's a 62, sorry. Um. <laughs> At least it wasn't a fumble and you didn't hurt her more. Indeed. Um, uh, yeah, you're picking up your phone. Yeah, I, I would. I guess at this point, have I lost the cops? I've, d- I've ditched the rental you, in some what, alley somewhere. What was your role again? It was. It was mega ten, low. Ten yeah. out of seventy. Ten out of seventy. You you lost them. Yeah. Uh, you led them a merry dance for a while. You got them as far away from there as possible before you were able to double back. Yeah. And yeah, the, your phone starts ringing just as you're getting to the street that the medical center is on. Okay. So I will have ditched that rental car in, a, in an alley somewhere. I'm like jogging to my car. I don't think there was time to do that. No? Okay. No. Uh, no, this all took about, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, it was essentially 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, then I answer my phone. Uh, Morgan, we got a situation. Madeline's down. Um, we got a we uh, we got a hostile on the loose. Uh, we need you back here right now. Uh, I'm on it. Uh, yeah, pick up. Uh, find us at the back, uh, beside the crashed car, I guess. Which you, you go by the place that you had prearranged for the pickup to happen. You see a badly injured Madeline and a well, not injured at all, but losing his cool somewhat. Yeah, starting to freak out. Um, give me a sanity roll for seeing Amanda Griffin growing eyes out of her back and shit. Uh, that's a six. That's a success. Uh, success, yeah. You're keeping your cool. Um, you load Madeline into the car. Do you do anything with the passenger in the crash car? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I would check on them and probably call the emergency services. Like, just do a quick, like, triage if I can get in there. Give me a first aid uh, again. Uh, 23. Yeah, you, you're reasonably happy that they're not going to die in the next couple of minutes. Uh, they don't wake up while you're doing this and you call 911 on their phone maybe yeah and get the fuck out of there cool okay just as you pile into the car and your uh, Boshears is peeling away you see the flash of sirens approaching faster than you had expected anyone would turn up for it Morgan give me another driving roll that's past 34 yeah you're pretty sure you've made it away uh, into the night Okay. <laughs> Where are you going to go? Uh, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you spend much of the rest of the night evading police, I think. I, for one, welcome our new blue multi-eyed overlords. Let's just <laughs> wait for all this to blow over. Uh, meanwhile, in Idaho. Oh, in Idaho. We've learned nothing and just made the situation worse. <laughs> yep. I uh, feel like it's just going to get worse from here. Yeah, save us, Michaels. It's all on I, you I, now. I, no, I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm the most excited now. I'm like, fuck yeah. 
All right. You arrived at the ranger station and messed, met with Ranger Henderson. <laughs> you messed with him. <laughs> uh, so I left at 6 a.m. It's an eight-hour drive. So 2 a.m., but uh, we've crossed uh, time zone, so it's 1 a.m. Oh, nice. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ranger Henderson, uh, Ranger Perez, uh, please call me Eric. I'm going to be... Uh, okay, Eric, can you, you tell me anything like. more about this now? I, we're face-to-face, we're not on the phone. And absolutely, man. Let me tell you everything as I understand it. And you, you'll explain this to, to him as you... So, before we go do that... Uh, did you check how far it is from where you stop to the crash site? <sighs> yeah, kind of, yes. It's going to... Let's say it's going to take a hike that will end by the uh, time yeah, the sun yeah. is coming up. But, uh, here's the thing. Uh, so, technically speaking... Each each national forest will have different ranger stations mm-hmm. anyway, all over the place. I very well. Um, you what? I, I I've learned a lot about the National uh, Park Service. I, 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 <laughs> too, I, I too. Uh, So said, yeah, and then to add to add insult to injury, uh, every area will also have off uh, OF was it OHV uh, off highway vehicle roads, so yep. we could drive to a place. I can probably get a couple hours of sleep before we have to hike and get there, because I do not think it is wise for us to get there in the middle of the night. I think we should get there at first dawn. Uh, and then I looked, uh, I think if I take the roughest terrain and I heavy backpacks, uh, I think it's still four hours. So I think I, I can get a three hour nap. It's very important I get my three hour nap. Three hour nap's not gonna do end of you. Oh, fuck me, are you kidding me? It's not gonna save you from that minus 20%, no. Uh, good, and coffee? Coffee or speed? I, I, coffee. All right, through our nap, mountain. What is it? Uh, rat ration bar. Yeah. Nap. I ex- crush up a load of Ritalin or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, uh, I would have offered you some Adderall before you left, but I, if, if you uh, said no, you said no. No. Uh, uh, what else was I gonna say? Uh, I explain every. I, I explain everything, leaving out the fact that. Uh, it's like it's somehow like cloning itself and eating up it yeah it it is is somehow eating other animals all I know is we observed at the original uh, at the original incident uh, it affecting uh, wildlife nearby oh not wildlife but like animal life right okay yeah cool uh, so now I'm concerned uh, our goal is to get there first hour, uh, first light investigate the crash assess the damage, and then decide on our next course of action. Cool. In our backpacks, uh, we should have HVAC suits, I guess. Or okay. Was that, is it called HVAC suits? Am I saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I have no fucking idea. Whatever. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, which stimulant are you using to stay awake? Caffeine. Okay, so that's only a 1d6 hours that will keep you going until you have the penalty. Or you can use harder drugs and you get 2d6 hours. Uh, no, but I think we got one of those, like, you know, two liter containers of caffeine, <laughs> like, just, just cocoa. <laughs> yeah, coffee, right. coffee. Give me a, give me a D6 roll. You got it. All right, what I got? Do, 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 three. Okay, you've got three hours until you're on a minus 20% minute. And I gave myself, like, the most extreme, extreme, like, uh, it's going to take four hours. So by the time I get there, I'm going to be exhausted anyway. No, I'm going to say that from the point you get there, you've got Excellent. All right. All right, you're at the crash site. Um, Dawn. About 
an hour ago, you passed by another park ranger who, on one of those service roads... Oh, oh, oh I forgot one thing. Sorry, I wrote yeah. it down. Uh, one last thing. Uh, park rangers will have handheld GPS and satellite points all combined in one thing. So I uh, I send uh, Ranger Henderson's on-duty number uh, to, to the rest of the group, and they can also track me on the GPS. Okay. Does this right. mean if I text uh, Michaels, he's going to get it? Give no. it as the GPS phone. So, okay, no. so that's that's Ranger business. Yeah, that's Ranger business. But you can now contact me if you need or uh, in a in an emergency, and I can contact you in an emergency, and you can see where I am. Okay, well, because I was going to say, like, the next time your phone, uh, like your burner phone, is within network again, you're going to get a sort of misspelled text saying, "Don't try shooting it." <laughs> Uh, what, what what time did you did the heist happen at? Oh, it was like midnight. Then I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I probably you probably you probably lose my my uh, my phone will probably not have any any contact whatever at about if I leave four yeah about four in the morning. Yeah, you get entity is extremely dangerous. Do not engage closely. Bullets ineffective. Good luck. Cool. Um, just we'll cut back to the back of the car just for a moment mm-hmm. as you are trying to uh, well what are, what are you doing in the back of the car or are you in the front I'm I guess I'd be in the back with the sort of semi-conscious bleeding agent right? yeah okay um, yeah you're still trying to hold her together mm. uh, you're, you get a, a buzz on your phone and it is a message from your contact at DOD uh, Lieutenant Felicia Gray Lieutenant Lieutenant we're in America. Uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Felicia Gray, and she just says, uh, "Give me, give me an, give me a postal address." Uh, like for me is the implication. Um, yeah. Shit. What do I have access to around here? Um, Got a motel. The green box. Would it work with the green box to give that as an address? No. No, it's like a storage shed. Um, yeah, I would give the the motel. Cool. Okay, and that's all she says. You don't hear anything else. Thanks, doll. All right, do we need to get this lady to a hospital? Like, you any better at first aid than I am? Um, can you can you say like in, uh, uh, can you tell me what uh, describe what condition Selena's in? Uh, Selena's left arm is broken. You, from an examination of her, you don't find any broken skin. Hmm. She's not bleeding. Right, right. Uh, but she does have contusions, I suppose is what we call it, because you were smacked in the face and the smack to the face threw you across the room. So, yeah, you've you've got a lot of bruising, you've got a broken arm, and a, a serious concussion. Okay, like, uh, so I guess I'm trying to keep her sort of conscious and lucid, uh, even though I don't know you or anything about you, so I'm making you name state capitals. <laughs> Selena canonically is British. Oh, <laughs> right, she yeah. Has no idea. Okay, enough. <laughs> You know, I've probably clocked that, but I don't know that everyone in the world doesn't know state capitals. So I'm like, no, wrong, it's Little Rock. I, I think, Try another I think, one. I think if you're in the FBI, you are an American yeah. citizen, so you've been here long enough to learn, to learn to state capitals. Uh, <laughs> okay, you well, you do know that a giant man is yelling in your face, so if mm-hmm. that helps. You should get her to explain the whole history of every single one of her cats. Well, I don't even know she has cats, oh, right? This is true. We're not friends. That's for Arco. Come on, deduce it. You're an inspector. Okay, let's jump to the crash site. Right. Um, you passed a another ranger who mm-hmm. was on one of the service roads like a couple of hours ago. That was right. the last. He was basically 
the cordon to stop anyone coming to the to mm. the crash site. First aid there was more presence, but now people have kind of drifted off. They've other things to do. Uh, no one has given them any orders in relation to the crash site, so they haven't done anything. But it's not really under a tight cordon by any stretch of the imagination. So when you get to the crash site, I. It's in an area with heavy, quite heavy tree cover. Mm. But you have the GPS location mm-hmm. of it and you get there easily enough. The first thing you see is like the, the area where clearly the plane punched through the canopy mm. of the trees. You can see that there are pieces of fuselage stuck in the trees. Mm. And then 50, 60 meters uh, further on, you find what is left of this aircraft it was a Beechcraft C-12 Huron mm-hmm. which is a twin prop plane I think mm-hmm. yeah uh, which would have a crew of two mm. so there is the cockpit at one end of this kind of cleared area uh, you can see that there was some burning but a, a fo- a, like a forest fire hasn't started um, there was some rain this morning well, there has been several rain showers since mm. the crash Give me a what what is your search? 40. Okay. So yeah, you get you you find the uh, cockpit. It's in a small crater. Mm. The wings were ripped off before the cockpit reached uh, dug into this crater mm-hmm. and the engines with them. You can see that the en- one of the engines exploded mm. about 30 meters back. Mm. And there is uh, some of the back section of the fuselage like the what might be like the passenger area is strewn over the the ground over an area of about 200 square meters okay um you spend some time searching and first of all you find no signs of the pilot or the co-pilot uh you do find their headsets Mm -hmm. and their seats are there and the the seat belts are still buckled the straps are buckled you find a a biological samples container. Mm. It's been smashed open. Um, and there's Outwards? It looks like it was damaged in the crash. Okay. Uh, like it was a big container. It looks like the, the, the lid had been ripped off. Yeah. Uh, there's no sign of that lid. Um, on the ground beside that is a silver, a large silver tube looks almost like a, a thermos flask, just mm-hmm. brushed silver. That has no top. It's empty. Okay. You find the top of this about five meters away, and it looks dented, and like the uh, the treads have just been completely ripped out. Hmm. That's all you see at first, first look. <sighs> when you say reptile, like something, try to get out. Uh... Some force within the container yeah. clearly sheared the treads mm. off yeah. the head. So we're talking like heavily carbonated water. No. <laughs> At least. It, uh, and yeah, someone's yeah, been yeah. shaking this yeah, all yeah. the way from Seattle. Uh, <laughs> seriously. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I take mental notes of all of this. It's bizarre. Um, Has you seen, have you seen the bodies? No, there's no bodies. No bodies? The seatbelts are still, the seat uh, still, seat still, still there. The thing, yeah. Uh, although, yeah, the seatbelts are, what do you call that? Inorganic. Inorganic material. 
Uh, their clothing might have been organic, you know. Um, great. Let's continue the search. I'm looking for signs that... Uh, That's a good point, because we only found Elwood's collar, right? Yeah. We didn't find a body. Right, right yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, let's look for signs of any uh, biological destruction outside of the plane. Uh, so it's it's been a couple of days, so yeah. like there are tracks of animals walking through here. Yeah. Um, Ranger Henderson points at bear tracks, and he's mm. like, do you, "Do you think we've got like a some kind of cocaine bear situation going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and after maybe another forty minutes of mm. looking, uh, you've got three hours, right, mm-hmm. on your simulants. Yeah, you find to the. Uh, to the east of the crash site mm-hmm. by about 150 170 meters you find a flight suit okay. that has uh, been completely torn open it's basically just the back of the flight suit and the front is all has been completely torn open yeah. um, flight suit let me just check if it has a name on it Yuli everybody's Yuli everybody's Yuli how do I know none of you are Yuli one touch and it'll be Yuli. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you find that one flight suit. Uh, if you spend another 20 minutes, another 50 meters beyond that, Aye. you find hanging high on a branch uh, the remains of another flight suit. Okay. It's at about... It's about 10 feet up. Yeah. Wait. <sighs> okay. And there is blood on these on these flight suits, but on these there's blood on these flight suits. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This is this is really interesting because you said it was like a propeller plane. Yeah. So they wouldn't have to have they wouldn't have needed to be in flight suits. Oh no, they they would wear flight suits. They would wear flight suits. Yeah. For a propeller plane. Yeah, like just the like overalls. Oh, the more you know. But the seatbelt was so they got off of their, they got off of their, their chair, put the seatbelt back in. No. You said the seatbelt was still on the chair. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I mean, reading between the lines. You, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, you can assume that they were ripped out of their chairs, lifted up out of the seats. Oh, they they uh, they uh, they evacuated. No. No. They. Uh, no, the yes, it's a propeller plane. Why would yeah. they? Yeah, they're so ripped the backwards. The seatbelt would be like this, yeah, so they could just be pulled upwards, like if you pull those exactly. things apart. Oh, you, you, okay, so you you pull the seatbelts open and then you get out, or you don't, and you break the shoulders yeah. of who yeah. you're doing it to. Oh, shite, yeah, because okay. it would be like clipped either centrally yeah, or like you're looking for logic here, yeah. Charles. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, trying to imagine, and I'm really glad you guys are here with me in spirit. <laughs> uh, imagine what kind of scene might have led to this. Flew out. One of them ripped out the back. So if we're, if we're going with the whole eyes in the back, blood, cool. Don't stick your finger in the blood. I'm guessing that that would be, I mean, don't stick your finger in blood anyway. It's uh, just a good, good rule of thumb. <laughs> good rule of thumb. Uh, the, the flight suit that's up uh, in the tree, uh, is it also empty? Yes. Yes. It's just tattered rags. Tattered rags. Well. Shit. 
<laughs> Shit. Yeah, Henderson shouts over to you. He's yeah. a little bit further away now. He's, he watched where you were going. And uh, he shouts, uh, Ranger Paras. I got Eric, Eric. Eric, uh, yeah, Eric, I got something you should see here. Let's go. And um, he guides you over uh, to what he's found. There is, there's a, there's an area of like scrub brush mm. and something very heavy has smashed its way through. There's a large print of some kind and Henderson's pointing at it and he's going, what the fuck do you think made that? It's bigger than a bear. And yeah, it's, it's not cocaine bear. It, it, I wouldn't say it's bigger than a bear, but certainly it was something large and strong, uh, and it busted its way through there. Is it clearly moving east? It's going east, yeah. Uh, shit. Did you bring your trusty fire axe? Yes, I'll always, at Excellent. all times. And nothing can harm me. It's not even mine, it's Henderson's. East uh, goes the cocaine beast. East is the cocaine beast. <laughs> so it's going like east as opposed to west towards Seattle, where the other side is. Correct. Were. Okay, good to know. Okay. Uh, fuck it. I need to go east. Uh, I I'm, I can't track it from here. Uh, these tra- th- these tracks that you have found with Henderson uh, are a couple of days old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All I know is it's going east. Uh, what else can I think about this? Can yeah, give me a here? second. Let me think about this. Let's go back to Mill Creek. Well, are we even still in Mill Creek, or have you? Where have you gone? Yeah, I feel like we should maybe get her to a hospital, but maybe a different hospital than the one you were spotted at earlier. Or you could go to the Green Box in Seattle. Do we just drop her green off box, outside green the box, hospital? Green Box. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. I mean, yeah, that's shitty, but. Like, best to just break one cover, like, break one agent's cover, not all of us, right? By, by this time, let's... But, like, you came around in about a, an hour. Like, you're in a lot of pain and you're groggy, but you're mm. conscious. I mean, I have first aid. I could probably guide them through some first aid. At some point, I'm going to need a hospital. Well, but... he's already performed first aid on you. Yeah, I, I do have a bunch of Advil, which probably isn't going to help the pain of a broken arm very much, but... No. Um, I like this green box idea, personally. What, we what, could regroup. What do you want to find at the green box? Uh, what, if, what, if it's just like a, what if it's just like a locker in a train station? Fair. <laughs> You've got the address of it. It's on a country road, like outside of the city, like a, I mean, a, a, a rural road. I'd okay, say, you could I'd drop me off there. On the If it's on the way to Seattle, there would be like a larger, more anonymous hospital there where nobody mm. knows you. Okay, well, getting I, out of the city is probably a good idea. I'm anyway. imagining we're going to the green box because Fabio suggested it as an interesting idea. Okay, well, let's go to the green box. You are, you know, you have the address for the green box mm-hmm. um, and you tell Boshears and he changes course and that's the way you go. Um, I'm guessing someone's got some Valium or something. Do you still have your phone on you? Uh, it was probably in the bag, yeah. Oh, wait, I've, uh, I said in the first session I've got metamizol, which is usually used for people recovering from surgery, and I use it for my knee pain, so that's probably doing you at least some good at the moment. Oh, that makes me very happy. Exactly. So the sun is coming up. Um, it's early in the morning as you're heading for the green box outside of Seattle, and Agent Madeline's phone starts ringing. Mm-hmm. What's your nephew's name again? Ryan.
Ryan? It's very early. Hi, so, how are you doing? Aunt Selena, uh, I don't want you to panic. But, oh, that's uh, never a good start, Ryan. Uh, I think someone broke into your apartment. Oh. Oh, this. she absolutely sits up and then winces. <clears throat> oh, uh, uh, broke in. Uh, uh, are you all right? Uh, uh, are the kitties all right? Uh, yeah, um, I, uh, I'm a little scared. Uh, I wasn't here, but, um, yeah, I, how many cats should there be? Seven, seven cats, seven kittens. Okay, we might have a problem. Uh, uh one, two, okay. Uh, can I, should I call the cops? The, 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 yes, you should call the cops about oh, the breaking. Oh, wow, I just saw your bedroom. They really did a number on it. Oh, no. Ryan, please, wrangle as many of the cats that you can. And yes, call the cops about the breaking, but just, I want you to be safe. Are you going to be okay? Uh, yeah, I, I, it doesn't feel safe to be here. I, I'd rather, I, I think I should stay someplace else. What should I do with the cats, though? Um, wh- where are you going to stay? Uh, like, with, with like, my friend, with Zach? Oh, fuck, what do I do with the cats? Uh, um, put the, put, uh, put the cats into, uh, into my office for now, and, and uh, I'll call you back about it later. Okay, are you okay? Uh, rough night. Mm. Oh, right, okay. Uh, be safe. And he hangs up. Give me a sand roll. Or will it be willpower? My current willpower is five. Yeah, no, this will be a helplessness, helplessness roll. So it's a sand roll. Crit fail once again. <laughs> That's a 44 on a 38. You're lucky the max loss is one point. You lose one point of sand. How much of that do I overhear sitting beside you? Um, probably a lot of it, yeah. Break in, huh? Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually not a terrible neighborhood. I, I'm very surprised. But my, my nephew, he stays there when I'm away and takes care of the cats. You don't don't keep anything related to the program in there, do you? Oh, no, absolutely not, but some of my personal research is in there. Have another one of these, it'll help. Oh, thank God. Anything nice to wash it down with? Uh... You gotta have a hip flask on you, I'm sure. Uh, he has a bottle of smart water. The fuck is that? Is that that vitamin water with <laughs> yes. sugar in it? Yeah, absolutely not. She grimaces like, ah, I'll have it dry. And we will leave the agents as we pull up outside a a storage facility. Um, It looks like no one's opened up yet, but you can see that there are rows of storage units with um, with roll-up doors beyond uh, beyond the fence. Are you going to wait for someone to turn up, or are you just going to break in? Ah, uh, hmm, good question. It wouldn't be, like, long, right? Like, they'd probably open sometime early in the morning. They'll be opening up soon enough, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we've done all the breaking and entering we need to for this 24-hour period. We'll wait a bit. Maybe, maybe you know, the patient can have a nap. Maybe we can have a nap. Can we say that uh, we pulled into a, a, a gas stop and got me some booze? 
great thing to mix with the metamidazole or whatever you call it. Uh, over Garrett's uh, vehement objections, we can do that, yes. I, mean, I, I said in the last game that Selena has like some medical stuff like in her bag, uh, like an array of drugs, but I don't think she has it with her. I think it's probably in her hotel room. Yeah, whereas like Garrett's baggie full of other smaller baggies is entirely for his own personal use, so you're lucky you're sharing. What's, what's her drink of choice? Does she want some bourbon? Definitely. Fantastic. Okay, so what's happening with Agent Michaels and his best friend, uh, fuck, what's his name? Henderson. Uh, so all I can say is I turn to Ranger Henderson and I tell him. Ranger. Well, let's set the scene first. Because it's quite it's early morning. It's, shall we jump few, we're going to jump forward a few hours to very early morning. Okay. Well, we could be a little late morning since I've been investigating the site. Ah, yes, because you arrived there the First evening. Yeah, you you the, started your trek there the evening of October 4th, which is when you guys went to the medical center. So we are now early morning, October 5th. It's uh, a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Uh, so I've, I've, I've been investigating the site with Ranger Henderson. Uh, the only thing I've got is it's going east. Yeah. And I believe you tracked it for a little while. Yeah, east. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you found some... Broken bushes. And yeah. Whatnot, yeah. Yeah, the, the tracks were pretty clear. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, clearly not enough for me to keep tracking it. So, uh, Ranger Henderson, we're going to have to try and track this thing. Clearly, it's got only one direction, and it's eastwards. Can I count on you to help me? Well, why do you think it's gonna keep going eastward that doesn't seem like something an animal would do i'm with you there what i'm about to tell you it's very <laughs> yeah. uh, go on do it uh, i'm about to condemn you to death yeah <laughs> yeah do something that will make us have to shoot the two of you later well i mean like how else do you get people well, we're not gonna find out green. necessarily uh, that's true, that's go true. for it uh hansen uh eric <laughs> <laughs> They're bonding. Are they? They're on a first name, second name basis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we saw, what we saw from the original point, uh, the original uh, breakage of this contagion was, it makes whatever this thing is keep heading east. So that's all I know. I'm gonna have to heat up, hit up. I'm gonna have to heat up. I'm gonna have to hit up every town eastwards to find out if there's been any kind of wild animal attacks. Why uh, on earth would it head east? <sighs> Frankly, I do not know. But well, should should we put out an alert for wild animals? Yeah, I mean, people are in danger, surely. Yeah. Okay, I'll get onto it. Yeah, sounds good. In the meantime, I want to keep tracking it. You're going to stay in the woods? You think you can catch up with no, that after... Three days? No. But uh, I think we should hit up every town eastwards. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Check up with the local sheriffs. Find out if they've had any rabid animal attacks. Okay, well, uh, which way do you want to... Do you want to keep trekking this direction or shall we go back to the service let's, road? And... Let's go back to the service road. It's going to take you a couple of hours to get there. Not even. 
Because the nearest point was only an hour away. Ah, yes. Yeah. But you have tracked this thing for some time. Ah, Although it's longer to track than it is to just walk. So yeah, I'll give you an hour. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) And let's leave Eric and his best bud, Henderson, (laughs) uh, heading back to to their vehicle to get on the trail of... Dun, 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 whatever this is. Whatever this is. <laughs> Flash over to our green box outside of Seattle. Okay, what is it? A storage container? It is. Um, actually... Did you guys meet up for breakfast? Uh, we're still before breakfast, so we're like a bit behind you. Yeah, there has not been time for breakfast yet. Maybe there's breakfast in the green box. <laughs> so the... Um, the self-storage unit is made up of six long, low buildings, and um, these are broken up into separate units, and they all have like a, uh, a roll-up door on the front. Um, they have lights and electricity inside, but there's no like normal push door to open, or door that you would pull open. Uh, nice, and uh, yeah, do I have a key for it, or like a code? Uh, yes. Yes, you knew the code for it. Okay, sweet. Um, yeah, we hustle out of the car um, carefully in, in Madeline's case. And yeah, presumably this is unoccupied. It's like, what, five in the morning or something? I think it's probably earlier, probably four. Yeah. Um, yeah, just try and get in there as quickly and quietly as we can. We can talk inside. Um, yeah, open the roll top door and turn the lights on. In we go. There are... Uh yeah, there are, there are a few items in here. There's some lockers. Uh, there is a table and a couple of chairs. There's like a pull-out bed. As I said, there was a light. There's a, a coffee maker with what looks like tar in it. <laughs> um, and there are the items which you can read out there, Patsy. Yeah, as Garrett sort of enters, he like sort of checks box, box, box. This contains something. This contains something. And shall I read it out? Yeah. You don't need to go into all the details. There's a lot of detail on Uh, weapons and ammo there. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Metal box filled with yearbooks from Del Valley High School. Uh, One Rand McNally USA Road Atlas. Every issue of Saucer Watch's periodical Semper Vigilus between 1992 and 1996. Uh, A loaded sawed-off double-barrel 12-gauge shotgun. A green gym bag containing a Magnum revolver, a 9mm pistol with two spare magazines, a Bulgarian-made 9mm pistol with two spare magazines, a sawed-off 20-gauge over-under shotgun. Don't know what that is, but it sounds great. And... That's the barrel... There's two barrels, one on top of oh, the right, other, okay, side good. by side. Uh, yeah, and a 9mm compact machine submachine gun with two spare magazines, bunch of boxes of ammunition, four white plastic full-face masks with eye and mouth holes. Spooky. Uh, a police scanner on the floor cycling endlessly through local police fire and EMT frequencies. Uh, a plain white card with the text Madam Zelda and a toll-free phone number printed on it, and two Kevlar vests, one of which has visible damage from a gunshot. So there's that. All right, having done a quick whirlwind check of that, uh, Garrett is going to stay standing and maybe motion the two of you to the chairs, uh, rub his temples uh, briefly. All right, folks, we've got a situation. We need a plan and we need it fast. I haven't heard from Michaels. Uh, he's out in the field. We'll hear back from him soon. <sighs> need to get you to a hospital and... We got one recently escaped entity, could be possible to track. 
witness is minimal at present, but that's only going to get worse as uh, daylight approaches. We, I like to think the thing's going to find cover as uh, during the day, but that's the, really the only hope we've got. Any more good news for me, folks? Well, I... <clears throat> sorry. I think that this uh, police scanner actually could quite conveniently do us some good. Um, if this thing is on the loose in the town now, uh, we can definitely use this to listen to any reports coming in, but it may be that nothing really starts turning up until evening. Um, that would be nice. I need to at least come up with a good excuse of what happened to my arm, uh, and then find some way to get some emergency treatment. I do not wish to wait through all the ER waiting lines. Perhaps we can pull some strings to get me seen relatively quickly. Easier to explain than a random gunshot. Uh, did you guys recover a foot? We did, and we, we bagged and tagged it, but then uh, Garrett didn't pick up the bag. I think, did I grab some of your stuff, but pointedly not all? I think I did not have time to... Okay. I think we did a look roll, whether or not you got it. And you did not get it. Okay, so we are footless. We are Damn. Foot. You're footloose. Yes, thank you. I, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you are sitting here discussing things, the, the, the radio scanner, you left it on in the background. Yeah. And you hear that an APB has been put out for one male, one female, matching your descriptions for a break-in at the uh, medical center. Look, we're all trying to find out who did this. Uh, now, it, it gives your height and race. Um, there's nothing about hair color. Presumably, it was taken from the CCTV cameras. So, yeah, it's they're not very detailed descriptions, but there are descriptions of you together. That's interesting if that comes from the CCTV, because then the CCTV would have captured exactly what happened. Oh, fuck. <laughs> was there a CCTV in the, in the autopsy room? Not no. that we spotted, but who knows? We didn't check very hard. Oh, so they're going to see a member of the Blue Man group escaping the thing. That's whatever. That doesn't say anything. You you don't yeah, you did not See, I, I think you saw you spotted some cameras, you didn't spot any inside, you did spot some outside. Yeah, and I think And then you failed a stealth roll. Mm, right. Because there was a theoretically a way we could get in outside any of the range of the cameras, and I don't know if we did that. So Yeah, unfortunately there's not a samurai sword in this pile that we can all disembowel ourselves honorably with, so let's keep going. <laughs> Um, but there are masks. <laughs> fantastic. And dis despite all of uh, what's going on, though, um, Selena's eye does keep wandering over to the Saucerer magazines. Flying Saucer magazines. What? I thought it was Saucerer. Uh, no, Saucer Watch. Oh, I thought it was Saucerer Watch. No. <laughs> <laughs> what a trade publication. <laughs> Just has your face on the front. I'm like, hey, Madeline, what is that? <laughs> okay, not quite what I thought it was then. Um, no, it's a, like a UFO magazine from the 90s. Not quite a uh, silliness thing. Um, okay, and I think potentially we can start putting some leads together. And I uh, can't say much, but with the connection with uh, Mount Weather, with Uli and Greaves, this is starting to look a lot more like uh, enemy action, ghost from the past type of thing. I'm sorry, but I think you're going to have to explain to us a little bit about what is this connection to Mount Weather. 
What's so special about this? Get your clearance upgrade and I'll tell you. I kind of like waggle my elbow a little bit. I think, I think that I've already given quite enough to be let in on what's going on right now. If you want me to perform at the best that I can, then I think you better start talking, Garrett. Job first, answers later, Madeline. All I can tell you is these people were well connected to some stuff that was going down in the 90s. And they had some serious uh, money and firepower behind them, and I don't know what else is remaining from that time other than the creatures that we're pursuing at the moment. Could be we're chasing down a loose end for should have been closed a long time ago. Well, first things first, we want to... We got a we got a fresh opportunity here. There's a new entity on the loose that we know roughly where it is. It's close enough we could track. That's more luxury than we got last time. We know we ought to follow that thing out of town, make sure it gets out, and uh, cover up any trails it leaves behind. Huh? Um, Garrett indicates the sports bag full of the pile of guns. Uh, Want to choose a dance partner for this? Oh, I got plenty in my trunk. <laughs> Good to know. I think that. Um, it would be wise for us to follow up on our uh, <clears throat> witness that we allowed to get away, Garrett. You want to be on that, Maddie? Yes, I, I suppose if I find out what hospital they're in, I can coincide that with my checkup. Well, checkup, my treatment. <laughs> That'd be great. Good initiative. No more loose ends. I uh, pick up the uh, 20-gauge over-under shotgun. There are two shotguns there. Uh, yeah, there's a sawed-off, which would be easier to conceal inside my big coat, I suppose. Because um, Agent Madeline is probably not so good at firearms. Uh, such a good shot. And she has a broken arm. Um, just I'll let you know that shotguns, if you're using um, shotgun shells rather than solid shells, there's a plus 20% to your firearms. Oh, because it's like scatter shot. Exactly. All right. Uh, it's worse against cover and armor. It, it halves the damage. Um, or rather, the cover and armor are doubled okay. against the shot. Well, I mean, I, I suppose Madeline was, would like to take a shotgun just so that for like, fi- like last line of defense. But like, it's going to be difficult for her to carry it around. I mean, the sword off could be put it in a bag or something. Right, it would be what, sort of this long instead of this long? But there's plenty of weapons here that are good for one arm. Why are you taking a shotgun? <laughs> yeah, you want a really big magnum revolver? Go Dirty Harry style? Aren't, don't they also have a credible amount of kickback? Well, well yeah, but... a shotgun, though. Fair. And, you know, better an incredible amount of kickback than an incredible amount of being eaten. True, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like Fabio pointed that out specifically as a thing that would make it easier it, for Madeline. If you, if you end up in a situation where... Uh, you're no longer concerned with trying to hide the gun. I'm just letting you know that, like, if the shit hits the fan, you're not as badly as you think you are. I'm still really giggling because you said no more loose ends, and I'm literally just creating a new one in the middle of us <laughs> right now yeah. as we speak. No, we're going to no. follow you closing loose ends as we go. Oh, no, just boy. like, no more loose ends. We cut to the forest where we've got er- Eric. I need you to trust me. There's monsters getting out of here. <laughs> I'm just the History Channel guy. Aliens. <laughs> Aliens, yeah. Okay, so Jan, what are you going to do in the next few hours as Madeline? Uh, I think Madeline wants to find out where um, our... Uh, blah, blah, blah. I, don't know, I think she needs to do something about her arm. Yeah, well, I keep wanting to say victim. That's not the word that I wanted. Our 
person who saw us doing stuff. Witness. Witness. That's it was like WV. I don't know. The person who yes. was in the car crash. The person who's in the car crash. I want to find out where they are. I want to maybe ask uh, the lo- maybe ask the CDC contact if they can get me like an express upgrade to get seen at that hospital. I'll use the excuse that uh, maybe that I was there but outside the scene and got injured, like seeing that someone was breaking in to the center uh, and was injured. And I then need to go and talk to that person because it's related to our case. Would the FBI have their own medical facility? Maybe not nearby. Or is that, or is that a no sci-fi idea. thing? <laughs> yeah, that's a sci-fi thing. So you are going to put yourself at the scene of the crime purposefully as an yeah. obfuscation of what happened? Yes. Okay. Um, Wait, but is is that a really bad idea? Because they have someone matching my description on the CCTV. You have all the information that's available. They're not necessarily going to assume it was you. It's quite brazen. But as we all know, serial killers always revisit. (laughs) I just thought it would be like a big coincidence that I suddenly have a broken arm when this all went down. So putting myself like outside that but nearby that I tried to stop someone from... Um, from messing with the scene, which we know is under tight jurisdiction. You could just say you fell down the stairs or something. You have lots of cats. Maybe you tripped over one. Well, the cats are not with me right now. (laughs) I don't know that. Well, what do you guys think would be a better excuse? I kind of like your idea because that gives you excuses to ask about the witness. Mm -hmm. But it is could go very badly wrong. But I'm a big fan of failing forward, which is why you should take a gun and shoot your way out of a hospital if it goes badly. All right. What condition was the person in the car again? Uh, they were unconscious. Uh, yeah, I did a quick first aid check on them and yeah. didn't fix them up, but then I called them an ambulance. Okay, so you're you're concerned about the unconscious witnesses, what you tell me? Well, we don't know if well, they're as still opposed unconscious. to all of the other witnesses that there probably are by this point, or... Well, yeah, you've just told me that the, the person that you're describing as a witness was unconscious. Yeah, after the car crash where they got a face full of alien wing wong in the middle of the road. We don't know what <laughs> they saw before that. Yeah, you but. don't know what they saw before that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we said we'd tie up loose ends, right? So this is something that I can do. I mean, if it turns out that the witness didn't see anything, I'll let them go. If they've seen something, then they have to go. Well, I think Wait, one, no. one or two civvies that's shouting about little blue aliens running through the streets, I don't think it's that much of a threat. No one's going to take them seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of that, like, whilst you, you know, try and shut up this one guy that maybe, maybe did not see anything, there's a chance that other people are going to keep seeing a half-man, half-woman, blue man group thing. I mean, he... She right, well, then. had a face growing out of her back, you know. So. And I, I only bring it up because I see what you, I, see, I see what your intention is, but w- with that being your intention, I don't want something that you don't intend to happen for like because I see things a different way. You know what I mean? My my intention was just to make sure that that wasn't a potential dangerous loose end. If we don't think that it's worth it, then I'll just go get my arm checked and that's it. Well, Agent Garrett would have described this person as being unconscious. So they at least certainly haven't seen you. Uh, you don't know what else they have seen, but you don't know what else anyone in the city. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's what, that's we what, I, that's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If, we, if we're discussing this in the green box, Garrett would be keen on you going and tying up a loose end, but would not push it far if you weren't going for it. He's just glad he doesn't have to do it himself. Yet. As I said, I think one guy who potentially saw something is not that big a threat to us. Because if he's... A, he was in a car crash, so he's fucking concussed, so... 
there's every chance he saw shit. Uh, B, it, there's a much bigger threat ongoing, which is that this thing is still active and less unconscious people can be, can be yeah. seeing it. Yeah, it? of the list of threats in my head that I'm expecting you to deal with as players, that was not one of them. Okay. All right. Then I'll just go get my arm seen too. And you're going to go to like a, an ER or are you going to go to... I'm going to ask the CDC contact if they can fast track me. Cool. Okay. Cool. Since I'm working on an active case. T- yeah. t- to borrow an old NPS saying, uh, you don't want to miss the forest for the tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Yes. Oh! <laughs> Uh, then maybe I at least also would say that she would take a police scanner. Um, yeah, so that it's battery powered. So yeah, you while she's that. getting while she's getting treated, she can like keep an update on that, and like she's got your cell phone number, so she can update you if anything comes through. I've just got a vision now of like you know, three months later, Agent Garrett just showing up to this person's place, doof, doof, <laughs> shooting him and walking away. Not not ruling it out. Right? Yeah, yeah, if we yeah. get that far, we'll be fine. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it, it like. You get through to um, Dr. Kane straight away. She asks if you saw what happened at the at the coroner's office um, because that's where uh, <laughs> she knows that that's where um, Abigail or was it Abigail Amanda Amanda Griffin's body was, and also the remains of Dr. Greaves. Yeah, she's quite concerned. She does everything that she can to help you. She um, rings ahead to a hospital. Uh, she tells you where to go. She calls them ahead. You're going to be brought straight through to an isolated ward, and um, you'll be put on lockdown and given medical treatment immediately. I also tell her that um, the situation at the coroner's office has kind of been compromised, and there may be incidents starting to be reported throughout the day, and we're going to need her assistance to maybe cover like closing some sites okay so let's let's cut to the phone call then you're telling me that um whatever this is is has the contamination has spread we're not we're not certain right now but as as was the issue with greaves um there seems to be something that has let's say disappeared from the site um, it seems to be the same from the coroner's office and there is a chance that yes, there there may be something on the loose, for sure. Jesus Christ. Just keep it under wraps for now, but as soon as any reports or any suspicious information comes in, you must let me and my team know as soon as possible. I'll, I'll do what I can, but report, there's only so much that I can do. Report to us and tell the rest to stay clear. Okay. I mean, you... I, I will. I'll tell you everything that I learn, uh, but you have to understand. There's only so much I can do to uh, keep the 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 the, uh, the mechanisms of the CDC from from working and responding to um, possible uh, biological threats. Uh, but I'll do what I do. I'll do what I can. Appreciated. Uh, and look after yourself. Uh, try not to get hurt again. I mean, I I had intended not to get hurt in the first place, but. And, uh, yeah, she leaves with a promise that she will be in touch as soon as she hears anything. Uh, who wants to go to next? Who's got their plan of action I mean, we, sh- loaded? we should go hunting, right? I mean, we're like a couple of hours behind this thing, but that's a lot better than we've had so far. So, 
Sorry, how are you going to get to the hospital? You going to get a taxi? Oh yeah, I was thinking we would drop like, you off, give her a lift on our way to where we're going. Push me out of the like drive up to the door of the ER. Push me out and yeah. drive off. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> Now, your vehicle description was not mentioned on the police scanners. Yeah, because Bushes was baby driving it. Mm -hmm. We were also using a rental car. I wasn't using my own car. You were using a rental car too, so... Can we return that? (laughs) I don't know if you're going to get the deposit back. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, who's next then? Uh, Yeah, so separate cars cars. or the same car? Let's go in my car, my personal car. All right. Uh, well, where is that? That's on the other side of Seattle. Oh, where? It's in probably at the motel. Uh, what do uh, you think? I mean, that you drove us here, right? Like to the green box. So just take that one for the moment, right? And yeah, we might have to revisit the um, crime scene if only to like start off the search. Keep going in that direction. Uh, keep an ear out for news, and you get hold of us if there's anything relevant on the radio. What's the smartest thing we can do about that? Yeah, I, I suggest we head to the site of the car crash, and unless there's police crawling over it already, which there might be, we can search the area and maybe see where our friend might have gone. And if that's not viable, widen our search, look for things broken, look for likely hiding places. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay, so in the next hour, you drop off Madeline at a hospital. She takes the police scanner with her, and you go back to the medical uh, examiner's office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see from down the street that this is an active crime scene. Right. Um, it's not a terribly hectic active crime scene. There, there's tape up. Um, there's a couple of cruisers parked outside. And there's maybe four or five uniformed police officers in the area. Okay, and you're FBI, right? Like, you can probably shoulder under that tape. You want to go pull rank on them? What, what? Yeah, but what reason would I have to make this into a federal case? I mean, you don't have to. You just have to convince them that it is one long enough for them to tell you anything useful that they found and then disappear like smoke. We also have CDC fake IDs. Mm -hmm. True, I am. Oh, that's a good use for that. All right, you want to go? Want to go up together and be CDC people? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, all right. Actually, okay. I'm staying in the car because there's an APB out for me. <laughs> <laughs> go talk to them. Yeah, you make your way up to the uh, police officer who's closest to the to the street and standing beside the tape. He eyes you. Not so. Where are you threatening looking? Uh, no, you're just a guy in a I'm suit. I'm professional. I'm clean and sweet looking. Yeah. <laughs> I think he clocks it as a fed as you're walking towards him, and he kind of straightens up. You can see a slight look of disdain on his face. <laughs> Wait, it's gonna be surprised. Can I uh, can I help you, sir? Uh, good, good, good day, officer. Um, uh, I am P- Parsi Farthing from the uh, of the CDC. Here's my ID. Percy Farthing. <laughs> very, yeah, Percy. very very American. <laughs> Percy, what can I help you with? Brother of Penny. No, I hear... I hear there was a break-in. I thought you were going Falkhorn Leghorn there for a second. I said, I, said, I hear there was a, bit leg, a break-in. <laughs> Percy Farthing at your soul. Now I am just a humble chicken. <laughs> now you're an officer. 
I come here up from the CDC. I, I, I do declare I heard that uh, <laughs> sensitive materials were taken from this here facility. I'm like hiding in the car and just hearing the edge of this. Like, what? Just extreme okay. cringe on Garrett's he, face. He made a character choice and he's sticking with it. Yep. That's commitment to the bit, yeah. <laughs> so I, I did not catch any of that. <laughs> Please restate your business. Uh, I'm with the CDC. I, I heard that there was some sensitive materials taken from this uh, this medical facility in, uh, the, in the last 24 hours. Sensitive, all right. Yeah, someone's some lady's body. Uh huh. I, now I heard that this body was also under protection of our of our department. I'm wondering if you have any information to share. Oh, they, they, they haven't told me anything about that, no. Is there anyone on site I can Whoa, speak to? You think it's diseased? I, I assume Hey, that boys! CDC's here! Get get back from there! Don't go in! I mean, I assume this was already recorded, like, the CDC brought this body here. <laughs> I mean, they, there's, there's been jurisdiction, um, like, fighting infighting over who's got jurisdiction, so I think they'd know that the CDC has been part of the... These guys These are just not. patrol cops. Uh, yeah. Fair. Responding to a, bur- a burglary, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You should, uh, you should be wearing a face mask at least. Oh, Jesus Christ! Thanks for telling me. <laughs> uh, whoa! How far away should we stay? Uh, you haven't been inside, have you? Uh, yeah. I wanted to get a coffee. Oh, jeez. To get a really oh, good coffee geez. in oh, there. Oh, you, sh- you shouldn't be using that coffee machine. Oh, jeez. Just take a nasal spray. Look, <laughs> look, if, if, As he, he, he takes a tissue out of his uh, out of his pocket and he starts blowing his nose and coughing. <laughs> it, kind of, it, it sounds like a forced cough almost. And he just lifts up the the tape as waves for you to go in. All right, Washington's finest. Uh, well, you're looking for anything we left behind us. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. but, oh, good idea. Yeah, my bag has hasn't got already a foot been in This it. is great, actually. This is wonderful. All right. Um, what year is it? <laughs> I just imagine if you walk into the building, you're like, what year is it? <laughs> uh, didn't we say it was 2017? Oh, you, okay. you there, so boy, so what liable, day is it? Yeah. <laughs> you, you there, boy, what year is it? <laughs> no, I ask, I'm not liable to have just a face mask in my pocket. It's September 2017. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to go in, i walk in then. I'm... Yeah, but like, it might be regular pre-mascara, but CDC surely would have had oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but masks I'm not actually on you're not CDC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's a medical facility. There's probably masks hanging about. Sure, so I can grab, I can grab some, yeah. some scrubs and, and some gloves. Yeah. Some gloves. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so you you walk into the building just holding up your CDC card, and cops who have not been fully briefed <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> Back off. Make some distance between you and the and the crime scene. And uh, yeah, you make your way through to the morgue, which is where they point you, the direction they point you in, and. Um, in there, you find. Uh, well, did any of you get injured in a way that would have bled? I don't think so. I didn't get hit at all. I shot the thing, which uh, did nothing. No, I don't think there's there's no blood splatters around the room, um, but there is the sign that there was a struggle. There's um, instruments have been tossed all over the floor. This tray that they were on is on the floor beside this bed, um, resting on top of uh, like a. a what did your bag look like? Uh, it was like one of those big gym bags. L- on a gym bag that is still lying there. Gym bag's still there? Yes, there is a bag on the ground. Don't um, don't it, open it and expose it to sunlight. It does have a... 
Which time would they have had? No, I don't think forensics have gotten here yet. All right. Well, I'm going to look around for anything that I know is my belongs to my friends. Anything that gives away what what happened here. There, there is the sports bag here. Just the yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the sports bag I know. I'm going to wrap that up in a way, in like whatever materials I can find on site that make it look like as it's. I have to, you know, make this safe. There's a there's a trash bag with biohazard. It'll be like one of them big yellow on it in yeah. in like a frame, and you can pull that out. Yeah. Then I'll wrap it up in that. Make sure there's nothing else. I'm gonna have a look around if there's anything that these guys missed. I doubt it, but I don't really know what I'm looking for specifically. Other than we're just trying to like cover our tracks. Right? Do you have any yeah. forensics training? Oh yeah, I have a forensics kit that's probably on my person. So I was gonna say if there's anything like blue goop or something like you might want to take any traces. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking blue goop. How blue was this creature? <laughs> <laughs> I'm blue. Did they, <laughs> did they have, was their blood red or blue? Uh, do you want to give me a search? What What is your search? A search? Uh, I think it's all right. Fitty. Yeah. Um, I mean, no one's no one's putting you under time pressure here. So, uh, yeah, you do find over by the door some splashes of a blue material. It, they're in very small spatter. Then I will use my collection kit to grab as many samples, or a, a big enough sample for this, might, and then I'll clean it. I was going to say you might want to get rid of it yeah. once you've sampled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that makes this look like potentially more than just a grave digger. <laughs> just a, a normal robber. body robbery. <laughs> a, a normal necrophiliac. <laughs> and well, are you taking any precautions as you do this? Oh yeah, I've got all my all the kit on, the, like the gloves that I could find, and cool. the mask and shit. Okay, got it. Yeah, you, you collect a small sample, um, but it is all that you could find in there, uh, and you're pretty certain that you got all of it. Uh, you also have the bag, and that's wrapped up, and yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything else here in the morgue. Hmm. Okay, and I'll try and head out. I'll let the cops know on the way out, just... I've 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 given the I've given the crime scene a, a scrub, making sure any any hazardous materials. Appreciate it. <laughs> you should be you should be okay to get your coffee now, okay? Okay. <laughs> I gave great. the coffee machine a look. I gave it a clean. <laughs> Did you put blue goop? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Agent Michaels. Hey. He is now traveling east in a car with Ranger Henderson. What? Ranger Henderson's driving. You driving? Uh, Henderson, I guess. Yeah, it's Henderson's driving, so you have time to use your phone, mm. use a laptop, if there's something that you want to be doing. Nope. Uh, rest then, because I am lacking in sleep. Okay. So... I was just going to say, maybe we, we would maybe have messaged Michaels to tell him that he's got two more buggies on the loose. Two more? Well, isn't there three in total, right? Yeah, one we tracked from Greaves' house, one from the crash site. Ah, right, yeah. So we tell them there's one more buggy on the loose, yeah. Right. Uh, great. Great, 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 great. So you're heading great. east. What are, you, what are you hoping to achieve by just driving east? Uh, so we know that this thing at least had a partial print match in Uli's. We know that uh, Yuli's uh, home is east of here. We also know that Yuli's family is also east of here. Uh, they live in the same town, just a few houses away. So, um, 
And we also know that uh, it is a three-day walk-in distance from where the plane crashed. Uh, what I'm hoping is that this uh, this creature uh, takes long breaks and uh, takes weekends off. <laughs> uh, Smokes three cigarettes in a row on a exactly. cigarette break. Uh, but also, also we suspect that it... Who told you it was three days walking? I just uh, looked it up, judged the distance <laughs> on a map and was like, eh, three days walking, yeah. Okay. yeah. Give or take. Uh... We are also guessing that it breaks during the day, so it's only walking at night, so that's you can double that. Uh, we know that there's a few towns in the way, a few villages. Uh, this is mainly, mainly forest land, but there's still some little packets of civilization. So uh, my guess, my idea is to hit up every single pocket of civilization, hit up the sheriff, local sheriff, say, hey, have you had any animal attacks in the last few days? No? Great. Cool. And uh, head head to uh, Yuli's, uh, Yuli's home. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So um, let's go back to as you are approaching the vehicle, Ranger uh, Henderson goes ahead, he gets into the car, he told you he was going to put out a, a bulletin for a Wonderful. dangerous animal on the loose, and uh, he does so, he gets on, and um, before you have a chance to get into the car, he steps out and he goes, uh, Eric, I think I know where it might be, or at least where it was. Fuck. Alright, what we got? There's a report here from Pell Ranger Station, it's about 30 miles south of here, it's from about 48 hours ago. It was attacked. Door was smashed in. They don't know what it was. It must have been huge. They say some, maybe a rabbit bear. And one of the rangers hasn't been seen since then. folks if you enjoyed this please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice it'll help spread the word and help others to find us too if you have any comments questions or just want to get in touch with us you can you can find us on instagram with at tales underscore of underscore podcast we'd love to hear from you this week's tales of podcast crew is mike as lucas boshears Charles as Eric Paras. Myself, Jan, as Selena Goodwill and audio producer. Special guest Patsy as Agent Garrett. And Fabio as our handler, as well as editor and co-producer. All music and sound effects used with permission and may have been edited or modified for use. Details and links can be found in the show notes. <laughs> See you next episode! I've got some army connections. They can do amazing things with bionic arms these days. <laughs> she got to Selena with like a big fucking Lego arm. <laughs> <laughs> and let's go back now to this Snohomish morgue, to Agent Garrett and Agent Madeline. They're breaking in to, to commit 
most foul deeds <laughs> in a legal autopsy. I'll do that again. All right, let's go back now to this Nahomish morgue and agents Madeline, agent Garrett, and their illegal autopsy on the body of, I've forgotten her name. Amanda Hugging Kiss. <laughs> Amanda Griffin. Okay, and so now we will go over to Charles for a scene from another session, which we're editing in for the sake of narrative consistency. <laughs> there was a report here from about 48 hours ago from Pell Ranger Station. That's about 30 miles from here. It was attacked by something large. They're saying maybe a large bear or a moose. One is... <laughs> <laughs> Did he have meat, moose, and he says, did he have moose in that area? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>